He worked hard for us. The cross is a reminder of that. And I uh, invite you to take your Bibles and turn to 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 as we continue on this concept that the Apostle Paul um, brings to us on the ideal, on the goal, on the uh, value of hard work within the body of Christ. And uh, as Dan mentioned in, in uh, recognizing um, the staff here today, our, our ministerial staff, um, thanking God and, and us for, for working hard. And, and I appreciate the fact that he mentioned some behind-the-scenes kind of things because a lot of the work is behind the scenes. And I also appreciate the work of our ministerial staff. But also, um, you heard him mention that if it wasn't for Laura, uh, he wouldn't have known about um, Pastor Appreciation Month. And so Laura and Karen... I don't know if I, I, I see Karen. Where's Laura at? She's in preschool working there also. Um, we appreciate you all also. Um, what we do. Some of what we do is up in front of people, but what you all do helps us to do that, and we, and we sure appreciate it. And, uh, and I know that you all, you all will give appreciation to um, the wives that weren't in here to receive uh, the applause and, and Laura as well uh, when you see her. But we are blessed to, to have a lot of hardworking people uh, on our staff, but also within the body here of Midway Community Church. And so, uh, again, as I mentioned last week, um, this is a preaching to the choir um, kind of passage when we're talking about hard work and not being idle. But Second Corinthians, or excuse me, Second Thessalonians, chapter three, um, starting with verse six. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you. Brothers, to keep away from every brother who is idle and does not live according to the teaching you receive from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example. We were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day, laboring and toiling so that we would not be a burden to any of you. We did this not because we do not have the right to such help, but in order to make ourselves a model for you to follow. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule, if a man will not work, he shall not eat. We hear that some among you are idle. They are not busy, they are busy bodies. Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the bread they eat. And as for you, brothers, never tire of doing what is right. If anyone does not obey our instructions in this letter, take special note of him. Do not associate with him in order that he may feel ashamed. Yet, do not regard him as an enemy, but warn him as a brother. Wow. What a statement of confidence the Apostle Paul had in his own teaching. He knew the source of what he was bringing the Thessalonians. He knew the source of what he was writing in this letter to the Thessalonians. The source that he had was none other none other than God himself by the power of the Holy Spirit writing through him so that whether he was there with them in person or whether he was writing this letter, he was speaking, he was writing with the authority of God. That's why we call this the word of God. It's not just a cliche. 
We really believe that. Everything that we were singing about that we believe this, uh, this morning all comes from the word of God. And I want to encourage you, even if you happen not to believe yet, I want to encourage you to hang around. I want to encourage you to keep coming back a few more times. And I want to encourage you to, to get involved, to, to go to one of the classes that we offer on Sunday mornings at 930 or come to the, the uh, Sunday afternoon class um, at, at 5 o'clock in the conference room. Come to a men's Bible study on, on Thursday morning. Um, come to something like that. Hang around a little bit. We believe that as you hang around us believing, that you also will believe because our belief is grounded in something amazing. It's, a grounded, in, it's grounded in God's word. It's grounded in what God has said and that he's been faithful to do over and over and over again. And so we believe together that you also will believe as you watch how God has worked in our lives, as you hear our testimonies, as you hear the stories of what God has done, as you see the way that God has used his word in our lives, we believe that you also will believe. And so hang around. We'd encourage you to do so. Something else that we hope that you'll see if you hang around with us for a while is a, is a bunch of people who work hard. Now, not overworking. I was, um, I was challenged last week after the message Somebody, uh, somebody referred to their workaholic husband or wife. I'm not going to say which it was or who it was. Um, and wondered if I was, um, was promoting workaholism by talking about how important it is for us to be working hard. And certainly not. And the Apostle Paul doesn't address that issue in this, uh, in this um, passage. Um, I had us read Psalm 127 this morning as a reminder of that. The, the, the foundationally, within the, the Word of God, we know that we're not supposed to overwork. Hard work is important, and it's very important. We're going to see, continue to see that this morning. But remember, all of creation is, is founded and based on the fact that God worked and he also rested. That was one of the, one of the main reasons that God gave for, have, for celebrating the Sabbath in the Old Testament. For the fact that they would not work for one day a week. Because they needed to rest. And so that's a, a reminder, as, as is that passage in Psalm 127 and many others, that certainly when we talk about the importance of hard work, we're not talking about worshiping work. We're not talking about working round the clock. We're not talking about working every single day, every single week, every single month of our lives. Working hard is important, but so is rest. And certainly that's a, the best picture of what the Sabbath is for us, that we need rest we need rest from our striving also in trying to please God. We need to recognize that we can rest when we put our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. That all of a sudden, all the things that we were trying to do in trying to earn his favor and trying to be good enough to make it into heaven, all those efforts that we used to make, we can recognize that we can rest from all that. Because when Jesus died on the cross for us, he said, stop striving. Stop trying to earn my favor receive me and receive in yourselves the forgiveness that only I can bring you and I will give you the gift of eternal life. You see, what we receive from God is a gift, a gift based on his work, not ours. And so remember as we work hard and also as we rest that these are also things that remind us of who we are in the Lord Jesus Christ. We're a people who work hard to obey him, but we're also a people who rest as well, who recognize that our only hope 
is not to depend on ourselves and not to depend on our own efforts, but to depend on him and to rest in him. Now, as we continue on this this, um, admonition that the Apostle Paul has given to the Thessalonians, remember, he started this admonition when he wrote the first letter to the Thessalonians. When when there were some among them that were so caught up in the fact that that Paul had taught them that the Lord Jesus Christ was going to return soon, some of them quit working. They quit their jobs and said, hey, if Jesus is coming back any day now, we don't need to work. Well, that didn't work out so well because even though he's coming soon, he didn't come that soon. And they, and they stopped working, and then they, they were starting, the, the people that weren't working started to be an overload on the, the, the hospitality, on the, on the kindness of the, of, of the people of God as they were giving out the food that others who were working were, were, were working hard for. It was causing some conflict. So he encouraged them, get back to work. Just because the Lord Jesus is coming soon doesn't mean we're not supposed to be working up until that day. But some of the people never got over that. And so they continued in their idleness. And here the Apostle Paul, as he addresses this issue of idleness, he says in verse 11, we hear that some among you are idle. They are not busy. They are busy bodies. And I love the way that the translators of the NIV that I'm reading from, and that we have in the, in the backs of the chairs, I love the, the play on words that they, that they make here um, because they, they borrow that from the original Greek. There's a play on words in the original Greek. It says they're not working, they're working around. They're working around. A, a phrase, a, a, a compound word that described people who are out doing, doing stuff not to be profitable, not to be productive, but working words, working gossip, uh, sticking their nose where it didn't belong, and all those kind of things. I, I wanted us to turn to a, a passage in the Old Testament. Keep your finger in Second Thessalonians. But look back at Proverbs chapter 26, verse 17. Proverbs 26, verse 17. A great picture for us in this regard. Because throughout the scripture, God warns us about this concept of being busybodies and gossips and, and meddlers and, and, and people who are getting involved in things that they, that they don't belong to, you know, getting involved in. The kinds of things that tear people apart. Look at the warning um, that the Solomon or other of the writers of the Proverbs mention here in Proverbs 26, verse 17. Like one who seizes a dog by the ears... Keep that in mind. Is a passerby who meddles in a quarrel not his own. Like one who seizes a dog by the ears is a passerby who meddles in a quarrel not his own. Do you have that in your mind now? Do you have that picture in your mind? Probably no one's, I would say no one's ever done that. But where's Hilton at? He's probably done this. He's, he's, he's probably grabbed a dog by the ears, I'm guessing. You ever done that? A big, full-size, maybe aggressive dog? Probably not. You wouldn't do that. 
Think about, just think about the, the act of doing that and what it would produce. See the, see the teeth if you actually got a hold of him good. And he had the big enough ears to do this. Picture his teeth. Picture, you know, the, the spit flying out of his mouth as he's growling and barking and, and going crazy. It, it's a picture of, of, a, of nastiness. You wouldn't do that. So don't do that. Because that's what happens in the, in the local church when you, when you do that. When you get involved in something, in, in somebody's business, or start talking about somebody in ways that you shouldn't, it ends up a nasty mess. With lots of growling and spitting and, and barking. Don't let yourself fall into that. And what was happening, in, and we, you can let go of, of Proverbs now, what was happening in Thessalonica within the body was some of the folks that weren't working hard and were idle, they were spending their time, instead of being productive, they were spending their time spreading rumors, talking about things they shouldn't have been talking about. And here the Apostle Paul is addressing it seriously and says, stop it. Get to work and do things that profit, do things that help, do things that provide, and also, he doesn't, he doesn't directly say this, but as he said before in, in other passages, use your words, use your mouths, use your tongues for something productive. It fits right into this concept of hard work. He addressed, uh, he addressed the same thing to Timothy. Look, uh, look at the next, the next letter um, after 2 Thessalonians, 1 Timothy. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 5. Look what he says in verse 13 to Timothy. And again, he's saying this to Timothy, not because Timothy had this problem, but because, because Timothy was a young leader of the church, and these were some of the things that he wanted to make sure that Timothy emphasized in the local churches that he was planting and leading. Remind people not to do this stuff. Look what he says in verse 13. He says, Besides, they get into the habit of being idle and going about from house to house, and not only do they become idlers, they also, but also gossips and busybodies saying things they ought not to. This wasn't just a Thessalonian issue. This is a church issue. This is something that we have to be careful about. And instead of doing these things, he says, do profitable things. Work hard, provide, promote, help, build up. Do those kinds of things instead of, the, instead of being busy in the wrong ways. So don't be the people who stop working, but instead work around, get around, and, and, and get involved in stuff they shouldn't. Be people that work and are productive. In fact, he puts it like this, back to 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. He puts it like this, never, this is in verse 13, never tire of doing what is right. You know why he says it like that? Because our tendency, our natural tendency is to get tired of doing what is right. We need the admonition to never tire. Now, Dan said, no, maybe I think it was Bill that said in the Bill Thompson this morning in welcoming us that you have the right now 
to elbow that person who's tiring next to you, okay? Because they stayed up and watched all the way through the ninth inning last night, and they're, and they're starting to nod. All right, you have our natural tendency when we stay up late is to tire. The Apostle Paul knew that our natural tendency in doing the things of God, in, in, in serving Christ, in working hard, our natural tendency is to get tired, is to wear out. And here he encourages, never tire of doing what is right. Last week we looked at, at 1 Corinthians 15, 58, you know, which, which told us not to, that our labor in the Lord is never in vain. Well, look what he says in Galatians chapter 6 in a very similar vein. Galatians chapter 6, just a couple letters um, toward the front of your Bible from um, 2 Thessalonians. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. Look what he, look what he tells, because again, the Galatians were having some of the same issues that the Thessalonians were having, same issues that the Midwayans are having. Galatians 6, that is us. Uh, Galatians 6, verse 9. Look what he says. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Let me reread that. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And so I want to encourage you, because you are hard workers, because generally speaking, you're not gossips and busybodies. Don't have to spend a lot of time on that. That's not our practice. That's not our habit. It's our temptation. And it does happen, and hopefully we'll correct each other when it does. But let's look at the fact that we are workers. Let's look at the fact that we are trying hard. Not only to work hard to provide for our families, we're also trying hard to serve the Lord together, to work hard um, with each other in the service of Christ, for the glory of Christ. Look what the Apostle Paul says. Don't grow weary in doing good because there's a harvest coming. There's a harvest coming. Last week we saw that, that he said to the Corinthians that our labor in the Lord is not in vain because it's going to produce something. Here he uses the, the more positive approach and he says because we will reap a harvest, something good. Not, and this isn't, he's not talking about just temporary harvest. He's not just talking about the fact that if a, if a farmer sows his, you know, plows his field, sows his seed, cultivates the weeds, and then harvests the crop you know, in, in the fall. He's not just saying that you'll have a good harvest if you do those other things first. That's a very temporary thing, but it's a great picture of what he's talking about. If we keep on doing the work that we're supposed to be doing, and sometimes you're thinking, man, I'm, I'm just getting so tired of doing this. It just doesn't seem like anything good is happening out of it. And that, and that can be any of the things that we do for the Lord. It can be any of the things that we do you know, in our jobs. And remember, let's not get these two things, uh, let's not separate these two things. Working at your job is also working under the Lord. Remember that. Because of who we are. We're not, we're not different people. We're not a different person on Sunday than we are Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday. We are who we are. We're in Christ. We're his. We serve him no matter what we're doing. And so even if we're at our, at our job or at our ball team, at our coaching work, our teaching work, our, our, our 
music teaching, whatever it is, all the different kinds of things that we do or the things that we do here together, the variety of things, even things that are happening right now. People that are serving right now in the sound, in the sound and tech booth, in the, in the preschool area, in the children's area, the, the deacons that are, that are walking around making sure that, that things are staying safe here and all those kind of things. Stuff that's happening right now, stuff that was just happening a minute ago as people were greeting. The praise team as they were, as they were um, doing what they do. No matter what the things are, the, the people that help clean up things and straighten up things so that we have this um, great place to worship this morning. Whatever your job is, whatever work you're doing, here or away from here, remember that if you continue doing it for the Lord, if you continue doing it by his strength, that was the context, by the way, of the, of the passage here in Galatians 6. He was just speaking of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And it's the Holy Spirit who gives us the strength and gives us the will to continue on, even when we're growing weary, to continue on remembering that there is a harvest coming. God is somehow going to use the work that you're doing. And you don't know exactly how he's going to do it. But he's going to use the work that you're doing for his glory. I've told some of you before that uh, when Sherry and I were first married, I had the privilege of serving as a hot asphalt roofer um, as I was as I was getting ready to start seminary. And um, the hot asphalt roofing um, industry is an interesting one. And um, there's quite a quite a cast of characters up on those roofs and um and you see lots of things and you hear lots of things and uh and especially when they found out and this was up in chicago and uh most of them were um were catholics and so they thought because i was in seminary that i was going to be a priest and they couldn't figure out how i was married they thought i had a pretty good gig um (laughs) which i do um but 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 anyway they, they made all kinds of fun of me during that summer and, and, there were, and there were times I wondered, what, you know, what good am I really doing here? I'm not really good at this. I, I was trying, I, you, know, was, you know, slinging a mop with hot asphalt, you know, and that kind of stuff, trying, trying not to get it on me because I saw what they looked like um, after they got it on them. But every, every one of those guys, sometime during the summer, when we were alone, would, would change from their kidding or their joking or their ridicule Say, hey, Dean, would you pray for my sister? Or would you pray for this? Or would you do that? Or, or ask me some kind of question? And then I'd realize, I'm not just up here slinging hot asphalt. I'm not just up here taking a bunch of abuse from these crazy guys. But I'm up here to, to serve. I'm up here to give them a, a picture of hope through Jesus Christ. And that's all of us. That's all of us in the places that we work, in the, in the teams that we're on and that we coach and the, the, the groups that we, that we work with, all, all the different kinds of things, here and beyond here. We're serving the Lord at every turn, and he, if we're doing that, if we're serving him in this, he will bring a harvest. We don't know exactly what it's going to be. We can't predict it. Oh, there, there is some predicting of it. As, as we praise the Lord in the presence of other people, as we, as we mention him, as we talk about his forgiveness of, in, in our lives, as we talk about the, the hope that they can have in Christ, we can expect that they're also going to have interest in that at some point. But there are all kinds of other ways that he brings, for, brings fruit as well. We will bring, he will bring forth a harvest if we continue. Keep that in your minds. 
Whatever it is in your job right now or one of your jobs right now that's really, that's really weighing you down and you're, and you're wondering if you can keep on going, remember, he's going he's to bring a harvest out of this. He's going to use you in some way to do something for somebody that's going to last forever. Not just a temporary harvest, not something to just make you feel a little bit better about yourself and your job for right now. And that's what, a, that's what your bonus might be or, or, or some special rec- recognition from, from your boss or from your association or whatever. There are, some, there are some temporary things that make us feel better for a short time. But remember, he wants to bring, he wants to bring a harvest that will last forever. Keep that in your mind. We were thinking about those things as we were, as we were earlier in Second Thessalonians chapter three, speaking of perseverance. Remember how he told us, "Keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Keep our eyes fixed on on what Jesus did for us. That helps us through the tough times. Well, also we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and remember that there's going to be a great harvest, and He's going to use you in the work that you're doing to bring forth that harvest." Now, he emphasizes it here in 2 Thessalonians a couple of times by saying, if somebody doesn't pay attention to this, if somebody isn't willing to work hard, then don't even hang around them. Do that so that they'll, 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 they'll feel a sense of shame and, and realize that they're supposed to be working hard and that they'll jump back in. That's a, that's a stern, harsh warning. That reminds us of how important these things are for us as the body of Christ. And so encourage each other. To work hard. Encourage each other when you're a little bit discouraged, when you're a little bit down. Encourage that person. Know that person. Somebody needs to know that person. You know, don't let somebody don't let somebody struggle, you know, through a through a ministry with preschoolers or with or with children and you not know them. If you have preschoolers or you have children and they're ministering to your kids, give them some encouragement. Let them know how much you appreciate what they're doing, with the work they're doing. And that goes that goes for all the different people that are doing the different things. If you appreciate the fact that you can, that you can watch when, you, when you're not feeling well or, or you're traveling, that you can watch and be a part of our worship service you know, when, uh, when, you're, when you're not able to be here. Let the, let the folks in the tech team know how much you appreciate them. And I know sometimes you don't know who they are. And so just to fix that, all of you, all of you, come on. Now, the, thank you all. Those aren't the only ones. They're the ones that are serving today. Next week could be four different ones or, or two different ones and two of the same. There's a, there's a rotation of, of guys and girls that do that. But, and, they're, and again, they're just an example of what I'm talking about. Encourage them. There are probably days when they're thinking, is, is it worth it? And it helps them to hear, yes, it is worth it. And I'm not just talking about um, the the internet um, ministry. I'm talking about what ha- what happens here on a, on a, every Sunday morning. You know the fact that I'm not squealing throughout this this service. You know, well I can squeal without help, but but if the, if the sound if the sound wasn't right and it was feeding back and all that kind of stuff, then we th- everybody be looking back there. What's wrong back there? Have you noticed you haven't looked back there once unless I told you to? It's because they're doing such a great job. So if you appreciate that, again, not, not necessarily publicly, but when you see them, just say, hey, thanks for all that. Because we don't know, as, as Dan mentioned about the staff this morning, we don't know all the stuff that people do when they serve the Lord together here. 
And that's all of us. If you aren't, again, take an opportunity. There are lots of them. Take an opportunity to get involved. But it starts with getting to know people. And so if you're not involved in one of the groups that's getting to know each other through the study of God's word and through prayer and praise together, I encourage you, get involved in one of those groups. It's vital to your ability to work well within the local church. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep working hard because there's a harvest coming. We've seen some of it already. We'll see more as the days go on. And we'll see even more than that when we enter into glory. Praise his name. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we are looking forward to that day. We're looking forward to really seeing the fruit of all of our labor. And Father, we pray that we will not be among those whose fruit is burned up at the judgment because it was all temporary stuff. Help us to remember that as we work hard for you, both within the local church and at our jobs and our homes and our associations, that if we work hard for you, for your glory, that you will produce a harvest that will last forever. So encourage us when we get tired. Restore us when we quit. Help us to get back up and get back in, working hard and being productive. And help us to avoid the temptation of getting involved in gossip and meddling and and saying things and, and doing things that we shouldn't. Draw us back when we fall into that. And Father, we pray that you would use us together as the body of Christ to shine brightly in this community. And through those that we support around the world, that we would also be a shining light around this globe and that our fruit would not be temporary in nature, but that it would last forever because of the way we're building each other up in the body of Christ, because of the way that we're reaching others with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and with the way that we're helping those who are helping reach those others who still haven't heard the name of Jesus. And Father, for any who are here this morning who have not yet believed, who have not yet put their trust in Jesus Christ, your son, we pray that you would continue to draw them, that you would help them to realize that Jesus is all they need, that he is your provision for us, for all of us, that when he died on the cross, he died for our sins, that when he rose from the dead, he rose to give us eternal life. Help them who do not yet believe, help them to believe in that Jesus, that son of God, the way, the truth, and the life. And Father, for those of us who know you, fill us with your spirit that we might work hard for your glory and be fruitful for all eternity. In Jesus' name, amen.